And welcome back to A Pagan Heart in Maine. I hope everyone had a blessed Beltane. Today's episode is a little laid back. I don't really have a story today, yet I have some wonderful music, and we have another Ask Grey Wolf segment. To start us off, here's Jenna Green with Spring Love. Thank you. 
Today's episode is a few weeks late, and I apologize. The past several weeks, we have had some phenomenally good weather, and my family and I have spent our days off playing in the dirt outside. We cleaned up the yard after a long winter. Our roommate, she who shall not be named, raked the yard. I fixed some broken trellising on the grape arbors, and my wife and I both remulched the flower beds and strawberry patch. We put up a new fence next to the marsh, planted our tomato and pepper seedlings, and got the garden tilled and ready to plant. It's been a busy several weeks. I love the springtime. It's one of my four favorite seasons. Being out and about watching the world spring to life, this season is about celebrating life and love and awakening. It's good to get your hands dirty, to reconnect with the earth, to be a part of the natural cycle around us. This is the time to be alive. Go out and enjoy being in the light. Get your hands dirty. Even if you don't have a yard or garden, go buy a package of seeds. Get yourself a big pot and some soil and plant the seeds. Water it, put it in the sun, and watch it grow. Story. 
And that was Gaia Consort with Beltane Fires. I received a letter from Jennifer who writes, Grey Wolf, I love the show. I just finished catching up from the beginning. I'm currently on the fence with my spirituality. I was raised a Christian, and I've recently been doing some reading about paganism and Wicca. I have a lot of similar beliefs, so it seems like it would be a good fit for me. I'm just not so sure about the rituals. I'm just thinking that I would be uncomfortable with that aspect. I don't want this to come off in a bad way, but is it possible to be a pagan or Wiccan without structured rituals or an altar? I'm just looking for multiple points of view. Again, thanks for the show. And thank you for the letter, Jennifer. And on today's Ask Grey Wolf, I have a special guest to add another point of view. My wonderful wife, Oceana, is joining me today. Hi, everybody. And to get to the question, I guess it depends on what you consider a structured ritual or an altar. I believe in individual spirituality, meaning that my relationship to deity is my own and also how I choose to worship. Is it possible to be a Christian without going to church? Yes, but I believe that you grow slower as a Christian without the rituals within that faith and hearing the word of God in a good church setting. There is a flow of spiritual energy within the rituals of song and prayer, of sharing in community, in sacraments, and raised energy. The same is of the pagan paths as well. So yes, you can be a pagan without structured rituals and having an altar. Yet I think you end up missing out on the connection that ritual brings with your personal relationship with deity. So where do you go from here? Now there are pagans and Wiccans that will tell you you have to worship this way or that. And if you were to join a particular brand of paganism or Wicca, then I would say yes. That's what makes a particular brand of religion and worship special to the individuals who worship that way. Just like if you were to call yourself a Baptist, you'd worship like the Baptists do. If you were a Catholic, like the Catholics do. Yet your individual path is unique to you, and you should worship in the way that you feel comfortable. Find what works for you, keep reading, keep studying, and you may find a path that jumps out at you. Or you may become an eclectic Wiccan or pagan, or you may become an eclectic pagan or Wiccan, someone who follows their own personal vision of pagan spirituality. I do think that you should have rituals in worship and in following a spiritual path. Or else why claim any faith? Ritual to me is what you do to honor deity, to connect with God and goddess, and to remember. Rituals ground us and help us to define who we are, where we are, and where we are going. Yet how you choose to have your personal rituals is up to you, and you should definitely be comfortable with them. There are a lot of people who do not have a set-up altar in their home, especially if they're in a closet about their faith, and a lot of people have temporary altars they can set up as needed. It's really up to you. Some people have their altar packed in a box under the bed, and some have entire rooms set aside to worship. It's what you personally want to do to worship deity. I was raised a Christian too, Jennifer. Catholic, actually and still called myself a Christian Catholic as recently as five years ago. I found that as my own personal path grew, there were still some things about the Catholic faith that I believed, but a lot that I didn't. I was fortunate to have met Grey Wolf several years ago, and when we were starting to date, he told me he was pagan, and he said, well, is that okay with you? And I said, okay, sure, no problem. I don't really understand what that even means. And I found that the more we talked, I found his spiritual beliefs to be very similar to mine. 
So I started studying and learning more about paganism. Then one day he said to me, I'd like you to go to an open circle ritual with me. And I thought, oh great, what am I getting myself into? I was petrified. I had no idea what to expect and I didn't even know what I was going to do. No idea who or how many people would be there and I thought, what if I'm asked to do or say something that I'm really not ready for? How am I going to get out of there? Now I'm an introvert by nature, so all of these things combined just scared the bejesus out of me. We went to an open circle at Forest Sanctuary here in Jay, Maine, and Carrie, the high priestess, was extremely welcoming to me and to everyone that was there. It was a wonderful ritual, and I found myself just in tears by the end of it because it resonated so deeply with me. I actually found the ritual to be very similar in structure to a Christian Mass, or a Christian ritual, if you want to call it that. There's an opening, a welcoming, a statement of purpose of some sort, fellowship through cakes and ale, and finally a closing. Of course there are variations, but those are just the basics. I strongly suggest finding someone that does open circle rituals in your area, and contacting him or her to see what the ritual structure is, and if you're going to be comfortable with it. Ask any questions that concern you before you go, so once you get there you'll be comfortable, or as comfortable as you can be, at something new. Open circles tend to be less structured and easier for newbies, or those that are just curious, to attend. Some rituals are very simple and basic, and some, depending on the high priest or high priestess, are very structured and involve a lot of complicated ritual. Personally, I don't do complicated well for the most part. I get too nervous and think I'll forget something. I prefer simple. We do our own rituals now, and we keep them pretty simple, but we recognize deity, its place in our life, and the wheel of the year. Some of our rituals have specific intent that we raise energy for, and some are pretty laid back and celebratory and just recognize whatever the current season is. Again, it's what's comfortable with you that's important. For example, if you choose to recognize Imbolc by planting a few seeds in a seed pot and saying thank you God and Goddess for getting me through this winter and bringing me to the promise of new life in spring, then that's great. If on the other hand you choose to do a more elaborate welcoming of spring ritual, then that's fine too. Make it fit where you are in your path. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You may also find that you want to be more elaborate as you learn more, or decide on a specific type of paganism to follow. Just as an aside, I found that a lot of basic things that all religions believe and practice are pretty similar, but we just call them different things. If the word ritual feels uncomfortable to you for some reason, then just say, hey, I'm celebrating the season. It's all just words in the end, and it's really the actions that define us and who we are and mean much more than any words could ever say. As far as an altar goes, I agree with Grey Wolf. It's your preference how and what you do. Now he had set up an altar in our home, and that was fine and nice, and I thought, okay, I can deal with this. But I didn't really own the fact that there was an altar in our home. Pagan altars are very similar to Christian altars, where you have articles that remind you of your faith. I found that when I started thinking about our altar and its place in my life, that things just started coming into my life that were meant to be on the altar. Now I'm a water baby and I absolutely love the ocean. Someone gave me a large starfish and that now sits on our summer altar. We use an abalone shell for incense, much like the Christians use a brazier for their incense. One day while walking in our yard, I found a stick that just kind of jumped out at me. 
When I looked closer and picked it up, it was just the perfect size and shape for a wand. So it also found its way to our altar. Now, do we use all the items we have on our altar for ritual? No, not always. And sometimes we use different ones that we have, and sometimes we just don't use any. There are symbols to remind us of our faith in the season, and whether we use them every day in ritual or every month in ritual isn't really what's important. It's that we recognize our faith and have some means of reminding ourselves about it. As I said, I was raised a Christian, and to be honest, it took me at least a year of practicing paganism before I finally said out loud and owned the fact that I was a pagan. The day I said it, I actually kind of shocked myself, but it also felt right at the same time. I remember saying something like, well, being a pagan, and I stopped and I thought, wow, I just said I'm a pagan. It just felt comfortable and natural, and if that is what you're meant to do, the same thing will happen. You, The more you study, the more you learn, you'll all of a sudden say, hey, this is comfortable and this feels natural to me. Now I'm what's called a closeted pagan. Most of my family and friends, but not all, know that I'm pagan, but those in my workplace don't. I work in the legal field with a group of very Christian, wonderful people, some of whom would be fine with my faith, but others who might not be so fine. So I choose to keep my faith personal to me. Like the old saying goes, never talk about religion and politics. Well, sometimes some things are better left unsaid. So after all that, my suggestion is much the same as Grey Wolf's. Keep studying and learning. Keep notes of things that resonate with you or feel right. If you want to call it a book of shadows, great. You can put thoughts, feelings, ritual suggestions in it, or just keep it like a diary, and that works as well. I was once told by someone that any book you read will have some truth in it for you. It may be the whole book, or it may be just one sentence, or sometimes even just one word that will just strike you and have some importance. Keep what's important to you and just ignore the rest. Unless, of course, you're following a specific path, but that's another story. Practice on your own when you feel comfortable and don't worry about getting things right or wrong. That was one of my problems when I first started. I was so concerned I'd do something wrong and, and the universe would strike me down. But the universe is smart enough to know you're learning and it won't take offense or let anything bad happen while you learn. As long as your intent is good, the universe will work with you. The important thing is to find your own truth and to live it to the best of your ability.
And that was Wendy Rule with Beltane. Merry meet everyone. This is Talia Moonwater from the Geek Witch podcast at geekwitch.org. And I want to talk to you about our new tradition, the Path of the Wise Ones, as founded by the wonderful Lady Serenity at the Witch in the City podcast. We are an all-embracing tradition which celebrates the diversity of the divine and the diversity of all pagans. We're a non-profit, non-dogmatic, innovative and progressive pagan tradition that seeks to unite people of all spiritual paths in a unique new collective. We also provide a free learning centre for pagans. We're just putting it out there for anyone who might be interested in joining us as a support and community group. If you find you don't like it, you're not obligated to stay. If you have any questions about the tradition and or the Learning Circle, please visit www.wise-ones.org. Brightest blessings to you and yours from all of us at the Path of the Wise Ones. This is the part of the program where we get to shout out to our fellow podkin. To Mojo and Sparrow over at the Wiggly and Way. Darkly Fay at the Dark Side of Fay. Eric over at the Forest at Night. Tommy Elf from the Edge of the Circle. Lady Saren and Serenity at Country Witch City Witch. Lithe Wolf over at the Broom Closet. Therese at Pagan Living. Serenity at Witch in the City. Ron and the Gang at Mid Michigan Podcast. Dio and Mandy at Dio Shadow. Orion over at Orion Speaks, the Modern Musings of a Cultured Barbarian. The Spiral Dance with Hawthorne. Dave and Sandy over at Ravencast. Peter over at The Crooked Path. Aiden Odinson at The Secrets in Plain Sight. PCP, the gang over at Pagan-Centered Podcast. Talia Moonwater over at Geek Witch. Naughty over at Chromecast. And Alan and Chris at Spirit Finders Radio. You can find links to all of their shows at www.paganheartinmaine.com, listed on the right-hand side of the page.
come to me. Of Holy Beltane as one the lone lady, Beltane night, full moon bright, secret visions bless her sight. Lord and lady, marriage is one as one the Lord and lady. As one the Lord and lady. As one the Lord and lady, Beltane night, full moon bright, secret visions bless her sight. Lord and lady, marriage is one as one the Lord and lady.
visions bless us I Lord and Lady merge as one as one my Lord and Lady as one my Lord and Lady as one the Lord and Lady Filting night home bright secret visions bless us I Lord and Lady merge as one as one my Lord and Lady And that was Lisa Thiel with Beltane, the Lord and Lady song. And before that, we heard Laura Powers with Beltane Fires. And I'm going to call this episode 13. And as always, all music on a pagan heart in Maine is used with permission of the artists. You can find links to the artist's website at www.paganheartinmaine.com and also by clicking the musical artist link at the top of that page. And to end our show... Here is Blackmore's Night with Fires at Midnight. Until next time, bright blessings. I knew I would never be alone while on a hill.